listening to We Watch Movies. I'm Ava. And I'm Jenna. And we watch movies. So this weekend we watched Spider-Man No Way Home. I have been waiting for this movie for like a bajillion years. And so it's finally come out and I'm really excited about it. Well, I was really excited about it um, before I saw it. And I'm still really excited about it because I might see it again. <laughs> um... But yeah, no, I've seen it twice already. Jenna's seen it once. Um, this, by the way, fun fact, this is actually, like, well, technically, if you count my birthday party, this is the second movie that we've actually gone to see in theaters together. So that's kind of cool. Yep. Um, but it's the first time when it was the first time seeing the movie for both of us. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, anyways, it is currently sitting at a 94 on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty high. It's like, it. I think it's it's gone down like a teensy-weensy bit, but it's higher than, um, or it's. It, I think it's at the same ranking as Endgame right now. Um, but this was like, I think it was the third largest debut weekend like ever or something. It was like second to force awakens and then third to end game um but it sold more pre-advanced or pre-advanced it sold more advanced tickets than end game and it's like the most viewed within like 24 hours um trailer on youtube so as you can tell it was pretty highly anticipated by everybody um also the amount of like twitter trolling and like leaks around this movie like the amount of stuff that was leaked um and like the things that I was on, tw- when I was on Twitter, and I was like, "Oh no, that can't be real." And then like a couple of them were real, and I left out. I left the theater feeling really salty because like leaks kind of ruined the fun a little bit. Um, but anyways, <laughs> enough of me blabbering. We're gonna talk about Spider Man and the conclusion to his high school saga. I guess I don't know if they're gonna have a Spider Man four or not. I feel like I might have read somewhere that they were going to, but I'm not totally sure. Um, but yeah, so, uh, Jenna, do you want to tell me what your initial reactions were? <laughs> well, I guess we should probably say spoilers because you can't really talk about this movie without spoiling things. Oh, yeah. Even though yeah, we're no. technically <laughs> a pretty spoiler-heavy podcast anyway, just, just <laughs> in case, because I know people have strong feelings about this movie. And also, personal disclaimer, I keep calling this movie Far From Home, even though it is not Spider-Man Far From Home. I don't know what's wrong with me, just that that's a thing that keeps happening. So, I'm I, deal with it, I guess. Um, <laughs> but I enjoyed this movie. I really didn't know that much about it because I don't, I'm not on that much social media, especially not Twitter, and I only watched the trailer, like, once. So... I only started getting excited for this movie, like, the week it came out, because everyone was talking about it. I was like, oh yeah, this movie's coming out in a week. But then I got really excited about it, because it seemed really cool, and people really liked it. And I really enjoyed this movie as well. See, I watched the trailer, it's definitely in the double digits. Um, I watched it many times in the first week that it dropped, I, I was kind of mad at myself because I didn't watch it within, like, the first moments that it dropped because I didn't know that it dropped. Um, but it was it was annoying because I, like, th- it didn't show in theaters. Like, the trailer was just, like, never 
it like never played in theaters for me and I have no idea why it was kind of annoying because I really want I really wanted to see it before a movie like on the big screen but they never showed it and I was like why <laughs> like what if I want to see this th this glimpse of this movie on a movie screen before it's actually on the movie screen you know what I mean um so that was a little frustrating about the trailer but like anyways yeah and also to add on to Jenna's spoiler thing it's if you're listening to this don't don't spoil things for anybody else too because like that makes you the worst kind of human and i know we don't normally put like big spoiler warnings at the beginning of our podcast but like also this one definitely needs it because like i feel like maybe some of y'all are new and don't know it or whatever um but yeah no i i viciously hate people who spoil things so if you spoil things you are the worst kind of human um and if if you watch this and you go spoil it for somebody else i'm gonna be very upset with you and i will find you and i will smack you <laughs> anyway threats of physical <laughs> violence aside let's get into what we liked about this movie actually physical violence like at the forefront i remember going into this movie i had seen an interview or something with tom holland where he talked about how these fight scenes were like a little grittier and more violent than like the past movies and i definitely noticed that yeah i would agree yeah there was definitely like like, like particularly the the scenes when he like was getting choked out and stuff or like the part like he got okay there was this random moment when he like got shot but he was fine but he like and and and, and just like all these he got beat the heck up in this movie and he also beat other people the heck up like it was and i, I mean normally normally marvel movies are violent but i feel like this one and also kind of eternals have got like started moving it a little bit grittier in terms of their fight scenes um not quite as much with eternals but there was one scene that was pretty intense um in terms of like one-on-one -on -one combat but especially with this movie i feel like just like it wasn't just like regular like punch kick pow 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 it was like intense like they put they put peter through the ringer physically in this movie i mean they put him through the ringer in every way that they could have but definitely that was one of the notable ways that it was like different i guess yeah i i agree like and not even just physically too like mentally like our boy peter went through a lot in this movie i i i left the theater thinking like what else could they possibly take away from this boy? <laughs> you know, I, it's like he has quite literally lost everything in his life. You know, like okay, let, let's let's go through go through the things that the MCU has done for Peter Parker, right? So, I mean, before 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 his time in the MCU, he lost his Uncle Ben, right, and his parents. Um, so he's living with his Aunt May and everything. And then he joins the MCU, uh, blah, blah, blah. He, <laughs> he, he, he gets his first girlfriend and then that turns out to be a traumatic experience. He, uh, he dies for five years. He watches his, um, his father figure die in front of him. Um, and then, and then 
and then his identity gets revealed and his life is ruined, you know, and he can't go to college anymore and things. And then his aunt dies, his only parental-like unit that's still around. And then, to top it all off, <laughs> he has to erase his, himself from everybody's memory. So he also loses his new girlfriend, his best friend for life, and his new mentor, and literally anybody else who could have ever cared for him. And now he has to live by himself, and he can't go to college, and all this stuff. And I mean, dudes, <laughs> I don't know what else they can take from him. Literally. Like, Doctor Strange couldn't have even doctored that whole forgetting spell to at least, like, give him a high school diploma or something. Like, wow, give us absolutely nothing while you're at it. Okay, thanks. <laughs> um, so I was just rewatching Frozen. Well, not not by choice particularly, but somebody was playing Frozen and I was watching and I watched <laughs> the troll from Frozen erasing Anna's memory and he was just like, whoosh, I'm gonna just morph these memories a little bit. So I take away the whole magic part, but I leave the good stuff or whatever. And I'm like, if this troll was in this movie, everything would have been prevented. I'm sorry, Steven, but <laughs> but the trolls the troll from Frozen's got got a little bit a little bit on top of you, you know? Um <laughs> But no, I literally just okay. I was very distraught at a lot of moments in this movie but like part of the part of the most upsetting things or one of the most upsetting things i saw was literally him with the ged test book i was like damn you're gonna you're gonna hit me like that in my feels man what yeah no that that was tough too especially because like so much of the beginning of the movie was him trying to get him and his friends into MIT and that that yeah that that was rough to see this movie got a little too real for me personally yeah with things like that that was a bit much kind of came at me <laughs> yeah because it's weird because our timeline is like right on top of his you know I know like, like honestly how dare they I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to be in that mindset like oh my god what if my secret identity gets revealed and suddenly colleges don't want me anymore? Even though that's completely not plausible because I don't have a secret identity un unless you count this. It's not really that secret, though. You know, I've always thought that if... This is kind of off topic, but I've always thought that if Peter Parker was, like, a person who went to our school, that he would be in our friend group. Like I would be I would be tight with Peter Ned and MJ, you know what I mean? There's no way any of them are contemporary kids, Ava. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's just throw that out there. Uh but anyways, um <laughs> yeah. So we would be like in the same friend group, but then I was leaving this and I had like an existential breakdown cuz I was like, "Whoa. What if I was best friends with Spider-Man, but I just don't remember him because he had to erase himself from my memory. You know what I mean? Like, what if that happened? I would have no idea. Moving on from that terrifying <laughs> train of thought, another thing I really liked is that this movie actually had consequences for things, which is something you don't always see, especially with big blockbusters anymore. So I just... I kind of like that, even though I, like, me personally, did not like 
the consequences, I am glad that they were present in the story, even if they hurt to see. Elaborate, which which consequences in particular? I mean, all of them. Like, he, he, he tries to get everything he wants, and when that fails, he has to deal with the fact that no one remembers him in order to fix what he did. And he also has to deal with the consequences of he's trying to do the right thing and save these people from other universes who can be helped. However, that doesn't mean that he loses his Aunt May, even if it is the right thing to do. It still has consequences. It just sucks that, like, you know, you have, like, like, Tony Stark and them who can live with their identities, like, out there and be, like, beloved by the world. But then, like, everybody just bought into this Mysterio guy, like, so fast. You know, frick you, Mysterio. You know, I hate Mysterio so much. It's just, like... It's like all these people, like there are plenty of Avengers and everybody who have their identities out there, but it's just like nobody, nobody can accept Peter for who he is. I'm like, damn, you know, if Mysterio wasn't such a B word, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Oh my God. I absolutely despise Mysterio. Maybe Taylor Swift was onto something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I still haven't seen that short film. I need to. What short film? All Too Well. Oh, yeah, I watched it. <laughs> um, oh, anyways. because we're talking about Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, gotcha, I said maybe gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Sorry, I'm not a Swifty by any means. <laughs> um... But yeah, I mean, I, it, it, it's just annoying. Also, you know another, see here's the thing, I feel like how it should have ended is gonna rip this movie to shreds because I'm already trying to do that. Um, <laughs> but here, here's, here's another, um, another thing. They had, they brought in the Netflix Daredevil, who I absolutely adore. His name is Charlie Cox. Well, no, the character is Matt Murdock, but he was played by Charlie Cox. Um, I absolutely love him with my whole heart and soul. Um, and they brought him in for like 0.2 seconds and they had him daredevil by grabbing a brick that was thrown through the window and then they like made him disappear. Like, why are you going to tease me like that? Why are you going to tease me like that? Because he's a really good lawyer, Ava. Well, okay, think about how many times Daredevil fights alongside Spider-Man in the comics, like, successfully. If he was in that final battle, maybe they would have dealt with everybody faster. And if they dealt with everybody faster, then, you know, they wouldn't have... The Green Goblin wouldn't have gotten there soon enough to, like, put the bomb in the box or whatever. And then, you know... The thing wouldn't have exploded, and Spider-Man wouldn't have had to erase himself from his memory, which also, that part was a little bit of a stretch, because I didn't quite understand how that worked. Um, but, like, besides, I mean... Damn, like, I mean, I just... Just think about how much... How how helpful Daredevil could have been, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I mean, once you start thinking like that, though, like, I don't know. I'm pretty pleased with how everything turned out. And, you know, it's reasonable to assume that they did everything they could. And mm. also, I just don't know that much about Daredevil. So it was exciting because I was like, oh, my God, that's the guy from the Netflix show. But I, <laughs> I think it would have been more distracting if he was there any longer than he was. Yeah, but I just love him so much, you know? <laughs> um also I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be mad at anything that causes Peter Parker more pain than it has to. Um <laughs> So there's that too. Um But like yeah, so I hope that I hope they bring back Daredevil in more things and they I hope that he wasn't just like a random cameo because that was kind of sad, you know? I I just, mm -hmm. I just, I would love more from him because he's so good. His show is so good. I mean, like most of it is so good. There, are, there are moments that I was kind of like meh, but most of it is just like pure gold, you know. And now, now it's canonically part of the MCU. So, like, come on, come on, MCU, Feige, come on, just like bring him in, bring him into the fold. You know, I I don't necessarily need them to give me the other Netflix um, heroes because, like, I don't. They have a name, they have a name, but I don't remember what their what their name is. So I'm just gonna weren't they forget like the, the Defenders? Yes, the Marvel's Defenders. Yeah. So I don't really care about the other ones. Just just Daredevil. Daredevil's the best, and he should be protected at all costs. Um, well, unless those costs involve not protecting Peter Parker, in which case we can't spare those costs, but all other costs, yes, we can, we can protect him. Um. <laughs> How have we been talking about Daredevil being in this movie for so long? Like, I feel like we've <laughs> talked about him being in the movie longer than he was in the movie. <laughs> well, um, I'm trying to avoid the the elephant in the room that is um the other two spider-men including mr andrew i i've never i've never heard of this movie uh that's photoshop <laughs> garfield you know yeah <laughs> it's like i mean i thought i thought they were very good in this movie i really liked the the interaction between the three spider-men i thought it was really fun i haven't actually seen andrew's movies though which I need to. I told myself I was gonna see all of them before this movie came out, and I didn't, because I got distracted. But I did see all of Toby's movies, and of course I saw all of Tom's. So, <laughs> yeah, I have not seen either of their movies. I'm familiar with them, and I've seen bits and pieces. But I mean, as per my usual, I have not watched them. But it was still exciting. Just to see them on screen. I, I don't I have did. the same like emotional investment, I think, as many other people, but I I was still freaking out when they showed up. I did know the emotional significance of like Peter catching MJ in that one point. Yeah. Um, me too. Okay, but can we talk so when we saw this, there was this guy in the theater, right? And so <laughs> when when uh, Tom Spider-Man isn't able to catch MJ and um, Andrew Spider-Man jumps out to get her. This guy in the theater just goes, up. Oh, she's dead. And I was like, okay, dude, we're all thinking it, but you don't have to say it. God. Um, but I thought, I thought, 
Um, I thought he 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 did a really good job in this movie. Um, he he had a lot of emotional range, I thought, and he was like all sad in some moments and all cute in other moments, and that was nice. Um, I thought I thought that um, Doc Ock was probably my favorite of the three. Um, well, three. Oh my god, five. Five in the tree if you want to make a sinister, sinister six because Venom was like drinking Mai Tais in Mexico or wherever he was. <laughs> I thought he was going to be a bigger part of this movie too. Like I, that I that kind of bothered me. No, it they, would have been they, too much. Well, the thing is they, I mean, it might have been too much for like this, but I thought because they, they, he came into their universe seemingly not because of the spell, because he didn't know that Peter Parker was Spider-Man, so that doesn't make sense. I thought he just kind of got looped in because of something either Wanda or Loki or somebody did, or or even just Venom breaking the fourth wall or whatever. Um, so I wasn't really sure how he got into their universe, but I mean... I was, I, he was like, oh, maybe I'll go talk to this Spider-Man. And I was excited because I was like, that could be an interesting direction if they wanted to do a Spider-Man 4, you know? Um, but then he vanished and I was like, man. It, and see, I get what they were trying to do because they left a little bit of the black goo. So they left a little symbiote in their world. Whatever. But like, I, at the end of, at the end of, um, of Let There Be Carnage, I really thought that they were building to something bigger and that he was just another end credit scene and didn't really do anything, and that was kind of disappointing for me personally. <laughs> well, yeah, but wasn't a uh, vulture guy, wasn't he in the trailer you were saying? That's from Morbius. Uh -huh. um, they have Michael Keaton's or at least I think it's Michael Keaton's vulture if they put in somebody else <laughs> <laughs> and and had him played by Michael Keaton, then they might just be trolling us all. Um, but I honestly, I don't think that they would do that because they're smarter than that. Um, so I don't know what capacity the universe of Morbius takes place because also they had that graffiti that's a picture of Spider-Man, but it says murder over it. Um, so like I don't know what's going on with Morbius. I'm kind of afraid of it because I don't know if I can sit through like... I don't know, like two something hours of Jared Leto being Jared Leto, but go off, you know? <laughs> to each their own. I don't... I honestly don't know if I can think of, like, a Jared Leto performance that I've, like, liked. <laughs> um, Wasn't he the Joker in Suicide Squad? Like, the, the first one? Yeah, but we try to forget about that Joker. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, exactly my point. Invalid. <laughs> um, I swear. Okay, if he gets nominated for best supporting actor for House of Gucci, I'm gonna throw hands. Oh man, oh man, I'm I'm sorry. We were stalking the the Oscar predictions or the Oscar nomination predictions in our guitar class the other day. Read. Ava was stalking the prediction and then <laughs> I was just sitting there listening to her rant. But then you would be like, Ava, what are, what are they predicting for best original score? Ava, That was the only question I asked. Oh no, I asked about animated movies too, I think. Yeah, see, you asked two questions, therefore you were also stalking. 
Um, okay. And yeah, I had some strong opinions. Um, we might make we, when those nominations we might come out. We might make an episode of the podcast about it. But anyways, um, do you okay? Do you think that this movie should get any nominations? Like other than VFX, because that's like obvious. But like, do you think this movie would have like any? clause to be gi- given a nomination for like one of the bigger ones because I kind of feel like it should because it kind of broke the box office you know yeah I mean it could I think it's up against some stiff competition I don't think it's super likely but I don't want to rule it out completely well like maybe even like if it was like a supporting actor or like a best actor kind of moment maybe or maybe like I don't know maybe it could it could pull a Black Panther and get nominated for best picture I don't know but like I feel like it it was a very good movie it's one of the highest ranked in the MCU um it's very Honestly, if you think about it, it's kind of, like, culturally significant. Not, like, in terms of, like, a big, grand message. But, like, if you think about the cultural significance of Spider-Man throughout history and what a big movie this is for so many people because of how many people are invested in the Raimi universe and then the Amazing Spider-Man and then, like, the MCU Spider-Man and everything. Um, It's, like, it, it's a big deal for people. And I don't know if that clauses it for for, like academy recognition or anything but i kind of feel like it it should be at least considered for something i don't necessarily think it deserves to win but i don't know i think it was it, i i i think i think if if they were going to nominate uh an mcu movie or a superhero movie that wasn't black panther I feel like this could be good. Yeah, and I mean, even if you just look at, like, culturally where we are right now, like, people have been very divided over a lot of things, and also we've just been physically apart because of the pandemic, and if you look, so many people went out to see this movie, and it's pretty universally praised among people. I haven't seen anyone really complaining about it, but I'm also, like, not on Twitter, so who knows. But at the same time, you have this movie that so many people liked, and it brought so many people together to watch it that... I mean, I don't know, it's just, I haven't seen a movie do that in a really long time. Like, even with Endgame, there were still, a, there was still some negative opinions about it, and I didn't really get that same vibe with this movie. So, I just, I think given the time that it was released, too, it was kind of impactful. And, I mean, it's just like, it's just genuinely a good movie. You yeah. know, just like all around like you said and and i don't think anybody did like a bad job in anywhere in the making of this movie i don't i don't think anybody performed poorly i don't think the writing was bad i don't think that there was any like i don't think that any of the cgi was poor or anything like i just i genuinely i mean there were some i had nitpicky things about like maybe oh this character should have been in it more or this other character should have been in it more um but i mean it made me feel emotions <laughs> and they i mean for me anyway they were good emotions and i think it, like just i just had a really great movie going experience that 
I wouldn't have gotten anywhere else. So, yeah, that that's what movies are supposed to be. Transcendent okay, experience, but... and I think this is that. Can we can we agree though that um well actually no you haven't seen it a second time. I can confirm it hurts a lot more the second time. And I don't oh, I know why. Imagine. See, it didn't okay. Endgame hurt more, or it, it hit me harder. Um this one it definitely more tears were shed the second time. I can confirm that. Um I don't know if that's what it's gonna be like for everybody. I don't know if that's going to apply to the third time I see it. Because I do have plans in motion to see it a third time. Naturally. But, <laughs> but like, I don't know. When, like, you have something... Like, you have a character that people are so connected to. And you have every version that people have connected to on screen together. And you're taking these beloved characters and you're putting them in, like, their darkest moments. And then also, like... And then, and then they, they stripped... You know, they, they stripped Tom Holland's Spider-Man down to, like, basically what everybody, like, everybody who was complaining about the MCU Spider-Man, all of their complaints were, like, met with the way that Spider-Man ended up. Because he ended up very true to, like, original versions of him, where he's, like, living in kind of a, well, actually, no, his apartment was, like, pretty decent, to be honest. But, like, living in, like, a weird little apartment all by himself, he's got, like, a suit that he made himself... Um, he's like on his own probably gonna end up if, if they do another version of him he's gonna be taking pictures for the Daily Bugle or something Um, and you know just like because a lot of people had complaints about the original like way that he was introduced as Spider-Man about him not making his own suit because he was getting so much help from Tony Stark and being like not as legit to the character they're like oh he doesn't have Originally, he didn't have much Spidey sense mixed into it. People didn't like that. There wasn't an Uncle Ben scene and all this stuff. And I think that they really, like, honed in on, like, the the original idea of who Spider-Man is. And that's kind of where Tom Holland ended up in this movie, which is kind of interesting. Because then you can take his entire trilogy as, like, a prequel almost. Because it's almost like it's a prequel kind of to like where Toby's begins not quite but like sort of because Toby was like in his well not not begins but like he was like in actually no scratch what I said about Toby but like another Spider-Man there's like definitely a different version of Spider- oh wait it might be I might be thinking of the, the video game Spider-Man when he has his own apartment and he goes and he like works and I think you are I don't know which well. Spider-Man I'm talking about there are a lot of versions of Spider-Man but, like, it's almost like he has reached his his Spider-Man-ness that people were wanting. And I think that it was a very fitting character arc completion, almost. Um, no matter how upsetting it was and how distressing it was. And, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it kind of threw people off that, because I think thematically this was kind of an origin story for the MCU Spider-Man, but I think it threw people off when, you know, you don't see him get bit by the spider and discover his powers and kind of first start mm -hmm. thinking like, oh, maybe I want to help people with this ability. I think it threw people off that they were kind of just thrown into the middle. So 
I think that's where some of the complaints came from, but I think the trilogy is essentially his technically long-winded origin story to becoming a more recognizable Spider-Man with the rest of the canon, which I don't have any problems with, but I mean, again, I don't have as much connection to multiple iterations of the character, but I think it was done really well, and it still hit all of those regular boxes for a Spider-Man origin, just in a different way, which I'm perfectly okay with. Yeah, and I mean, I honestly, I liked a lot of the changes that they made. I know there was, like, like, I, I, I mean, they were like, hey, everybody has, everybody knows what happened to Uncle Ben. We don't need to do that again. You know, like, I mean, that makes sense. Like, I wouldn't necessarily want to just see another Uncle Ben scene or anything. And, and I thought that they introduced him very well. And I think I, I liked that he had his connection with Tony Stark rather than a connection with Uncle Ben because that gave us a character that we were already attached to. So that when he did kind of have like an Uncle Ben death scene almost in Endgame it was something that we would feel also a little bit harder. And then I did know there, there were some people who were like complaining about their Aunt May being like young and stuff and not like an old lady. And I'm like, I, I'm like, I don't really, they wanted to do a different version of the character. And I like this character just as much as any other version. And you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's like, I don't know why people would, would be so utterly like, gatekeepy over these characters i guess because like even if our version of spider-man didn't like give up the stark suit or whatever he he's still like at his heart was like he, he was he made his own web shooters originally and everything and he he's still this genius kid or whatever it doesn't take that away that he has some like extra resources or whatever so i didn't mind his connection to tony i thought he was still at his heart the same character i didn't mind that they changed aunt may i i was like you know we need different versions of these characters if you're gonna keep using them in different ways you gotta revitalize them you gotta give them different different stories like that because that that's like if you think about spider-verse for instance um, that which is currently the highest rated Spider-Man movie ever, um, even though like it is animated, so some people might not think it's very valid compared to like other ones. But it is totally the best Spider-Man movie. Moving on, it is, it is, it's really good. Um, but if you think all of their Peter Parkers were so different, and then they also had like their Spider-Gwen and they had their Miles Morales and everything. And they were all, like, I mean, they had, like, the same heart, but they were all such a different take on the character, you know? And and that's kind of what you need to, to do if you're going to revisit the same source material over and over again and take different versions of it. You need to change things. And, and if people don't want to accept those things, then just rewatch the originals. Don't, don't, come for, don't, don't come and complain about something that you don't like. Just, like... I don't know. Stick with stick stick with the status quo if you want to. You don't have to watch them. You don't need to be like they're destroying Spider-Man because they're not. They are not destroying Spider-Man. They are reimagining him, which is like a little different. I mean, I understand if they had like done things that actually like like undermined what it meant to be Spider-Man or anything, but they didn't. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm always one for seeing new things, and I will like acknowledge when it doesn't work out, but I'd much rather see people attempt something new 
than go for something we've already seen before. Because I just think if you're making something, like, why do something we've already seen before? No one, well, I mean, some people do want that, but do they really want it? I don't think so. So I was happy to see them do different things. And for me, this was kind of my more formal introduction to the character, but I don't know. I've just seen a lot of Spider-Man discourse over the years, so I feel like I'm very familiar with it at this point. Oh my god, I saw a tweet that was like a, a complete and utter battle between the different Spider-Man fans. Um, and it was like, <laughs> it, they, somebody posted something that was like, oh, Andrew's a better Spider-Man, Toby's a better Peter Parker, Tom Holland's just the hottest or something weird like that. And the war <laughs> that started in the comments of this Twitter thread, um, I don't exactly know what their statement was, but it was something along those lines, and it was just like, man, this fandom is divided beyond repair. <laughs> but, I mean, everybody turned out for this one because everybody kind of knew that Toby and, and Andrew were in it, um, which I kind of wish that we didn't. I wish that they hadn't even told us that, like, the other villains were in it or anything. You know? I mean... I just, I just kind of, like, I feel like it would have been cool to go in, like, completely blind, but, like, obviously you can't do that. I mean, I feel like people would have lost their ever-loving minds if they hadn't said a word, which I'm always one for chaos, so I really wish they did that, but they would have been pretty limited as to what they could tell us. Yeah. But it kind of would have been funny because the last movie, they did the whole thing of, like, oh, look, it's the multiverse, and then they were like, nah, it's just Mysterio playing with cameras and everything. So it would have been funny if they were like, okay, this time there actually is the multiverse, and it's like, oh, sure, not like you haven't tried that one before, but then what do you know? It's the multiverse. <laughs> I feel like they could have manipulated the, um, the footage a little bit in their trailer to almost make it like, like Doctor Strange was the villain in this, um, in this movie. They really could've. And, and, I mean, obviously, I know it's difficult for, for, like, them to avoid leaks, but, but, man, I mean, they could've, they could've maybe, like, put, like, something, like, maybe if they wanted to put, like, a tentacle, or, like, a pumpkin bomb or something, they didn't need to put, like, the, like, like, the faces of the actors returning or anything in it. And they could have just zipped it, locked it, put it in their pocket. Um, that would have been cool. But also, I honestly, I have no idea how much of this was, like, their choice. Because also, I don't know if they meant to release the first trailer when they did. Because it came, like, a day or two after they, the trailer got leaked. So, like... <laughs> whoopsie. I, I, I mean... That, if you're working on a movie or you like somehow like ha like I don't know how people obtain leaks but like it's just it's so unfun like imagine the kind of person you have to be <laughs> to be like working on a movie that's like a big deal and then you're just like mm, I'm gonna go tell everybody that Aunt May dies you know or something like that like <sighs> Are you gonna are I'm you gonna to like go around and be like mm, Yeah, Toby Toby and Andrew are both in it. 
Just like, just to let you know. Have a good day. Yeah, I mean, it's funny that you bring up like changing the, like not changing the footage, but like working around the footage to like make it feel like it's something else because now all I can think about is them deciding like, you know what'll be really great to keep our secrets? Let's Photoshop the other two Spider-Men out of this one shot no one will ever notice. And then everyone was talking about how, oh my gosh, this one villain is leaping at absolutely nothing. You know what this means? Like, that failed a little bit. But So it was really funny to see that scene like in the movie theater. Like, wow, I totally didn't expect it to be this, guys. What do you mean? I'm so surprised. Yeah, no, the, the amount of memes I saw about like about like oh this is what Andrew and Toby looked like in the trailer and it was just like blurred <laughs> and like we, we like there was that yeah that one scene that you saw with like the lizard and everything I was like does the lizard have bad aim or is there a spidey photoshopped out right now um it's like I don't know it it was it was kind of like something that I think Kevin Feige said once about um like, you know, before Endgame had come out, everybody was like, oh, all of them are coming out, or all of them are coming back, because, like, as you can see, Spider-Man Far From Home is set to come out at this time, and I think that was before they announced when it was coming out, because people had, like, looked into public records or something, and saw that it was set, or, or they did some weird digging stuff, and he was like, does it ruin the fun for you guys when you find all this stuff? Because, like, I feel like it would, he, um... Yeah, he was like, oh, yeah, no, the next movie, it, I mean, come on, like, are you are you not interested in watching two hours of Aunt May crying over the fact that her <laughs> nephew's dead? Um, and, like, and like, it, it was just, because he was like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know you guys know, it's fine. <laughs> um, but, like, I, I don't know, it would just be cool if they just didn't reveal anything. Or like they, they they just like made the they made the trailer like they could have opened it with with um Betty being like hey it's time for Peter Parker to face his biggest problem which is college admissions <laughs> it made the entire trailer about that or something yeah like there was a lot you could do like they literally they threw in they threw in the fight with Doctor Strange which is like top tier stuff like that was an amazing part of this movie and it was literally just in the middle of the movie and to essentially give them an explanation as to why Doctor Strange wasn't around until like the very end of this movie like that was the only reason they did that they didn't have to do that but they did it but so like just the things they did in this movie were so good and they had so much to work with that they did not need to rely on like Ooh, like more people from older movies are coming back like you had so much to work with you did not need to tell us like I don't think anyone wanted you to tell us that you were going to do this I'm currently wishing that they made the trailer look like a coming of age story about him applying to college and just put <laughs> no spider-man in it at all it was just it was just them opening their their um college letters and being like, Oh, I didn't get in and then him going to Doctor Strange and being like, I can't I can't go to college and then Doctor Strange being like, Have you have you pled your case? And then like going and talking to the lady or just like just like scenes like that, but no Spider Man action at all in the trailer and see how people would have reacted. 
Well, yeah, because one of my nitpicks with this movie was overall, I think the pacing was very good because, like, right when you were getting, like, kind of, like, a, a bit, there was a bit too much of, like, the whole college applications and, like, doing the Doctor Strange stuff, that's when the villains come in, and then when, like, the villain plotline has been going for a while, that's when the Spider-Men come in, so I think it was paced really well, but the very, like, the beginning of this movie, like, maybe the first hour or so, I don't really know the time marks in this movie, so I'm guessing it was about an hour in, it, I was starting, like, it was just a little frustrating because it was essentially everything that we saw in the trailer, so I already knew what was going to happen, so... I mean, I got- I was always interested in the movie, but it was a little frustrating to be sitting there watching it when, like, okay, like, I, I know there's more coming, like, okay, can we get to the point, please? So I feel like they didn't have to, like, I don't know, I feel like I would have felt better about the movie if I didn't know there was, like, more crazy things coming at the end, because, I don't know, I think it just overshadowed a lot of the really good stuff that happened in the beginning. Yeah. Um, but, you know, to, to segue a little bit, just, just because I, I, I haven't asked you yet. Jenna, what did you think about the soundtrack? I actually listened to the soundtrack earlier this week, and it was very good. Michael Giacchino, I, maybe that's not how you pronounce his name, I don't know, I'm sorry if for whatever reason you're listening to this, uh, <laughs> you know, go on to our Twitter and comment and Tell me how to pronounce your name. I would appreciate it. But just a just a phonetic <laughs> spelling yeah. in our twi- in but, our Twitter. Just like hey at WWM Productions. This is how you pronounce my name phonetically. Bye. Yes, he has done multiple very good scores, and of course, this one is no exception. And also, just first of all, the song title names just already. It's so good. But the actual score itself, I haven't listened to i haven't listened in depth to the other scores in the mcu trilogy which i should probably do because i feel like listening to this score would have been more impactful but even then like it hit all the feels and like at one point i even like name dropped him in the theater i was like stop no emotions how dare you because it's just it's a very good score there's so much to enjoy and I am probably the only person in the world who could say that they were actually excited to see Electro come on screen because I was waiting to see how they implemented different scores from the other movies and I am familiar with a lot of Electro's themes because, you know, back in the deep quarantine for some inexplicable reason, all I would listen to was that movie's score for like a couple of days. I don't know why. That was wait, the only wait, thing wait, wait, I listened have to. Have you have you seen that movie? No, I just listened to the score. I couldn't tell you why. I just did. <laughs> w- was it very good? I don't know. It was interesting. That was all I listened to. But I, so I like when he showed up, I was like, oh come on, hit me with the score, and they did it. I was like, yes, yes. Anyway, moving on from that confession. The score was very good. Um, yeah, there was, there was, like, there were a lot of little MCU motifs that I picked up on, because, like, when they would talk about Doctor Strange or something, you'd hear the little harpsichord, or there was these moments with, um, with MJ and Peter, and they have their own little theme in the Far From Home suite, um, or when they, they, they talked about Mysterio at one point, I think, and they brought in his theme a tiny bit, 
Um, and like all, all these little moments, and I was like, oh, that's a callback to, to, to the Far From Home um, theme. And oh, that's a little bit from Homecoming. Actually, I don't know if there was anything from Homecoming. There might have been a little bit of the Peter MJ stuff that might have just been consistent. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I I thought I thought it was cute. There was like when when they had the little Peter MJ song come on, I was like, oh man, that's so cute. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've I have zero experience with the the Amazing Spider-Man music or movies themselves, so I have no idea. And I also don't really remember the music from Toby's movies. Um, are you kind of surprised that they didn't have, um, Kirsten Dunst and, uh, uh, Emma Roberts? Wait, Emma Roberts? Wait, no. Emma Stone. Emma Stone? <laughs> in, in, um, in this movie at all? Or... Doesn't Emma Stone die? Well, yeah, but didn't half of those <laughs> villains die? I, I, I don't really, I don't think they would have been really relevant to bring in well no because he's talking about i feel like to take to make emma stone not dead that would have taken a lot from andrew garfield's spider-man mm. i feel like that's too integral to his character and you wouldn't have had that scene where he saves mj yeah so i don't a good think scene. you can do that okay, yeah um no i agree with you i wouldn't I know a lot of people were kind of expecting them to be there. Um, I wasn't. You don't need them. Yeah, it, it would have been it would have been too much. Would have been too much. Like there would have um, been no rational way to explain why they were there, and they wouldn't have had anything except to do. for the fact that they know that Peter Parker is Spider Man. Well, one of them is already dead, so it, it, well, like, I know the villains are dead, but I'm. <laughs> Okay, but I think I, mean, I, I really guess like... Kirsten Duds could have been there, but <laughs> she's <laughs> she on a day so trip random. in another New York. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think I do think that my favorite of the the villains was definitely Doc Ock, though. I loved him in his movie originally, and I loved him in this one too. Um, Green Goblin was fine, but I wanted to smack him the whole time for being a little b-word. Um, I was like, don't worry, Peter, you don't have to kill him. I'll do it for you, you know? Um, <laughs> shout out to our, I believe it's our top commenter who we saw this movie with full time. They were talking about how, oh, I don't, I don't trust Green Goblin. You, you were right. You were, you I was were like, right. no way. You don't trust Green Goblin? <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad they got rid of his mask though. Like, they did make oh, some yeah, costume decisions that were very nice. Same thing with Electro, when they, they fixed the costuming so that they wouldn't look stupid. <laughs> that was nice. Um, yeah, that, that's something I do like about the MCU a lot, too, is they, they take the, the comic look and they make it look a lot less goofy. Yeah. Um, but, like, they still play homage to the original costumes and everything. Um... And I really, I really like that. They, they do like they. Do, I think they did a really good job about that with like, especially like Wanda, and and Vision and them and everybody. And I know they also called out their comic book looks more so in WandaVision than like anything else. But they, they, I think they did a. a oh yeah, no Captain America too. 
very good. Um, but I really like the costuming in the MCU, and I think they did a good job for revitalizing these villains, at least the ones that got to wear costumes. <laughs> you know, and but like still keeping them true to like how they looked in their in their original forms and everything. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, but anyways, yeah, this movie it hurt a lot because my comfort character is in discomfort. Um. <laughs> I don't want Peter to be sad. <laughs> what was your favorite part of the movie? Um. When Peter wasn't sad. <laughs> um, no, no, it was probably, it was probably when, okay, so you know when Doctor Strange is like, are you sure you want me to erase you from everybody's memory? He was like, but then all of the people who know and love you, we, and I was like, oh man, you don't, you don't do that. You don't pull on my heartstrings with one word like that. Oh my god. I just... Either that, or the scene when the three Spider-Men were hyping each other up. That was also good. Yeah, I mean, as fanservice-y as it was, I really did enjoy all of the Spider-Men when they interacted. I I loved the fight with Doctor Strange. Uh, I don't know, I really liked Doc Ock in this movie, and I feel like they should have used him more. Oh, yeah. Um, and um, the, the part right at the end where Doctor Strange is like telling Peter about how like that the spell will make everyone like who loves you like forget who you are but then he kind of like stumbles and he includes himself in that I was like oh that's not allowed I know oh my gosh also when like Peter was about to kill the Green Goblin but then he did it but the I was really I thought they were about to kill Toby I was about to smack Somebody, I don't know. <laughs> you were freaking out. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's not that. Okay, the amount of times I said that's not legal when I was watching this movie, and my mom you was like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> my mom was like, "What do you mean it's not legal?" And I was like, "It's not legal because it's physical assault on my feels." Okay. <laughs> Someone just went and slapped my feels with a hoverboard. That's not allowed. Listen, if if um if they had killed Toby or somebody and then all of a sudden in the news there was just um Kevin Feige slapped by fan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would have been deserved? I mean, no. Yes. <laughs> but like, yes. Not condoning. No, I would, it, but just no, for the sake Kevin, of the Kevin, if joke, you're listening, yes. I would never do that to you. I love you too much. <laughs> no. Also, no one should do that over a movie. But for the sake of humor. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, but like, okay, honestly though, Kevin Feige's a genius man. A very, 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 very smart person. He, when he retires, he needs to write a book. Just about all of well, his Well, they kind of have a book. I, I, mean, I yeah. own the book. It's I mean, about it's about the creation of Marvel Studios and the whole MCU and everything. But like he needs to write like a tell-all book. No, when he retires, he just needs to give me his job. <laughs> you know the what producer. I mean? Like, just like 
Um, you know, I... <laughs> Anyways, it's... Yeah, I think, I think that this was a very well done movie. And we didn't even talk about Tom Holland's performance. Amazing. Well, well I, obviously I it earlier. was good. Yes, of course it was good. He's amazing. Worship that man, you know? Um... <laughs> Um, and that's absolutely all I have to say about Tom Holland's presence in this movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, fine. honestly, I don't think there was a part of this movie that was especially weak. I think they did really everything really well. And even the parts that were not as strong, they're so small that there's so much else really good stuff going on that it doesn't even really matter. Yeah, no, the, this, except for the fact that it made me really sad, this was a really good movie. Yes. Also, J. Jonah, J. Jonah Jameson, he can suck my left toe. <laughs> Anyways, um, I think that's all that we have for today. <laughs> um, this was pretty, If it, okay, if this comes out on time, it's Christmas Eve. How are y'all? Merry Christmas. Hope you're having good holidays and everything. Um, if you're if you not wanna... celebrating Christmas, just have a nice day. <laughs> if you want to um, wish us a Merry Christmas, you can do that by hitting subscribe, like, or comment. You can also follow us on any of our social media platforms. Um, they are all in the description below. If you're not on YouTube, you can probably follow us wherever you are. If you do like YouTube and you're not on YouTube right now, you can hop over to our YouTube and check out the other kind of content that we make sometimes. Um, hopefully we'll start posting face videos again soon. <laughs> so that should be cool. Um, and yeah, so we post a new episode of this every Friday now. So, um, make sure to stay tuned. Um, stick around. We'll see you next week. Um, and yeah. Uh, Jenna, anything to add? Oh, man, I was gonna use the being the only person excited to see Electro in this movie... Uh, that was gonna be my thing, but then I already used it. Uh, oh no, you, you've caught me off guard twice now, I think. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was a really, really good movie that that I enjoyed. Lot, lots of good things happening. Go, go see it if you haven't already. Okay, bye.